Father God, we we thank you that we get to worship you at Christmas time. Lord, I pray that you would help us to enjoy you in the service, that you would help us to grow closer to you through your word as we sing these songs to you, as we read these things to you, as we celebrate the gift of your son Jesus, who is the ultimate Christmas present. We thank you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, tonight what we're going to do is we're going to light different candles as we hit on the different themes of what is provided for us in Jesus. One of the overwhelming images in the Bible is that God brings light into our life. That we live in a dark world, a broken world, and we need God's help. And so again and again, the Bible uses the image of light. That God gives us light. Light provides a vision for us. It guides us. It provides safety. Right? It provides health. It provides warmth. And again and again, the scriptures tell us that God is that light. Christians for thousands of years have celebrated Christmas in different ways. Some celebrate it the way that you do. Some don't celebrate it at all. But there's beautiful symbolism in celebrating Jesus in the darkest, coldest time of the year. And that's what we have at Christmas time. So there's beautiful symbolism in celebrating Jesus this time of year. And so we want to remember when the days are shorter, uh, when there's more darkness, when the weather's a little colder and a little more dreary, we want to remember that God sent a Savior into the world, that He came to rescue us, and that Jesus is that light. The first candle that we're going to light is to represent hope. That there's this longing, this waiting. We're waiting for God to come into the world and bring us hope. And I'm going to read to us from Isaiah 9. It says, The people who have walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of deep darkness, on them has light shined. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. As we think about the hope that we have fulfilled in Jesus, I'm going to read, and we'll do this with each candle, I'm going to read the part that says leader, and then I'm going to ask you as the church to respond with the second part, Mark, church. The light of Christ calls us to hope in Him. Now to celebrate that hope that we have in Christ, we're going to sing, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus.
And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. The light of Christ fills us with the joy of His presence. Amen. We sing to celebrate the joy of Jesus.
theme that we see as you read through Advent readings and prepare for the coming of Christ in your own heart is peace. Peace is this idea of everything being the way it's supposed to be, of uh, hostilities being done with, of justice reigning, of life being the way life should be. And that's what we celebrate also with the coming of Christ. I'm going to ask Loris to come forward now and read from Isaiah 53 to help us to remember peace that we can have only in Christ. And I'm going to read this in more of a conversational language. Who believes what we have heard and seen? Who would have thought God's saving power would look like this? The servant grew up before God, a scrawny seedling, a scrubby plant in a parched field. There was nothing attractive about him, nothing to cause us to take a second look. He was looked down on and passed over, a man who suffered, who knew pain firsthand. One look at him and people turned away. We looked down on him, thought he was scum. But the fact is, it was our pains he carried, our disfigurements, all the things wrong with us. We thought he brought it on himself, that God was punishing him for his own failures. But it was our sins that did that to him, that ripped and tore and crushed him, our sins. He took the punishment, and that made us whole. Through his bruises, we get healed. We're all like sheep who've wandered off and gotten lost. We've all done our own thing, gone our own way, and God has piled all our sins, everything we've done wrong, on Him, on Him. In Isaiah 53, we see that the Lord laid on Him our sins. The cross was Jesus taking our sin upon Himself and giving us freely His Righteousness. That's the only way that we can have peace. The light of Christ frees us and allows us to share in His peace. Now we'll hear the night before Christmas. Listen to the words.
of you has waited and hoped and longed for just that right present at Christmas time? Any of you? Any of you had a special present that you really wished that you would get? Raise your hand. It's okay to raise your hand. That's kind of dark. No one will even see you, so it makes it even more okay. Um, there's a longing that we have and that I've had before, this longing that I would get just that right present, right? That present that would make everything the way it's supposed to be. We talked about peace, making all things right in our lives. Uh, we talked about hope at the beginning, that, that longing, that hoping, and that waiting that that great thing would come, that thing that we felt empty without. Right? And we, we do that with gifts often. We do that with presents. We think that that present will, will solve our problems. We think that that gift will make everything okay. We think that gift will show us the love of our parents or of that uh, perfect favorite uncle right, that always gives the right gifts. And we think that it will give us joy. Right? It will change our lives. It will start to bubble up from within us and transform us. And we'll celebrate and we'll rejoice when we get that present. And we think finally it will give us peace. It will make all things right. Everything will be okay. How many of you have ever longed for a present like that and hoped and waited and then you got the present and then, and then it quickly wore off, right? It just it wasn't as great as you thought it would be. There was maybe that moment of joy. There was that uh, maybe fleeting taste of, oh, yes, this is great, right? I can remember specifically this Star Wars spaceship that I wanted when I was young and, and it had lights and it made sounds and I'd never had a toy that you actually put batteries in that made lights and sounds like that before and I was excited and I wanted it so desperately and I knew it would change my life. I knew everything would be okay once I got that toy. And I remember receiving that toy and celebrating and rejoicing and, and feeling that moment of peace. Just that, oh, wow, I got it. And playing with it and having fun with it. And then a couple weeks, maybe three weeks later, I remember thinking it was just like any other toy, right? Gifts are a wonderful picture. They're a wonderful view of what God is like. But, but they're just fleeting pictures, right? They're just momentary tastes of the ultimate gift that is Jesus Christ. Gifts are great. God gives good gifts to us. But God says in Romans that one of the problems that human beings have is we tend to worship the gifts instead of the giver of the gifts. And we forget that He is the ultimate gift. And that is really the point at Christmas time is we give gifts, we receive gifts, and, and all of that that takes place, the eating of good food and the singing of great songs and the enjoying of wonderful light in the darkness, we have to remember that He is the ultimate gift, that He is the solution to our problems. He, he is the one that brings us peace. He's the one that brings us lasting peace, permanent peace. Christ is the one that allows us to have real, sustained joy. Yes, we still grieve. Yes, we're still sad. Yes, this is still a broken world. But in the midst of it, we can have real joy because of who Christ is. In Christ, we see that God actually loves us. The God that should be disappointed in us because we have all blown it. But He shows us His love for us in giving us the Son, Jesus. And in Him, in that gift of Christ... All our hoping and all our longing is finally fulfilled. All those promises are finally answered. I want to read to you from Ephesians chapter 2 that tells us that Jesus and the gift of salvation we have in Him 
is a gift. But it's the ultimate present. In Ephesians 2, in verse 8, it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your doing, it is the gift of God. And what that means, if you've never heard this before, is that salvation is not your doing. That means you can't save yourself. You can't make things right with God. You can't make things right in this world apart from God giving that to you as a gift. It's a present that you have to receive by faith. You have to trust that God is good and that He has given Jesus to you. And that's the way we unwrap that present, is by faith. It's not your doing, but you accept it with open hands. In verse 9, it, it, makes, it takes us even farther. And he says, it's not a result of works so that no one can boast. You see, if salvation was something that we could do, if the gift was something that we could create, we would boast in it, wouldn't we? We would brag about it. And sadly, that's what many religious people do, right? We put on a, a religious facade and then we brag and say, look at me, look at what I've done. Instead, Christianity says, no, the light of Christ comes in the form of a gift that we couldn't create, that we couldn't give. All we could do is receive it. And so I hope that this Christmas time that you would see that gift that is Jesus. As we read about in Isaiah 53, there's nothing wonderful about him, but he actually bore, he actually carried our own sickness, our own brokenness. He, he held all of that on himself. The, the story of the Bible is that Jesus was born as this child, as this Israelite that Israel never measured up to be, as this human that humans never measured up to be, as this new Adam, as this perfect person. He lived perfectly, and he loved perfectly, and he made all the right decisions. And if we trust and receive him by faith, we can have that perfect life credited to our account given to us. And if we trust and receive what He's done for us, not only did He give us a perfect life for free, but He also took our sin upon Himself. That's what the cross is all about. That's the rest of the Christmas story, that Jesus actually died for us, that He was our substitute. And so I hope this Christmas you would receive that gift, that ultimate gift of Jesus Christ. He says, For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. It should look like something. It should change us. We should live differently, but it's because of the free gift that we've opened, the free gift of Jesus and the salvation that He alone can give us. So as we celebrate this, we will have the lighting of the Christ candle. And I'm going to read our final reading. The light of Christ leads us to shine for others. What we're going to do to express this, and I, I want you to make sure you're kind of uh, supervising your kids, if you've got kids with you tonight, uh, is we are going to uh, start with this Christ candle, the one symbolizing Christ, and I'm going to light the candle in the front row, and all of you should have a candle either already in your hands or one nearby you uh, on one of the chairs. And we're going to allow this light to spread, to symbolize this light that shines through us. You see, as He gives us the gift, then we have a gift to share with other people. We have a light to shine to others. Joel, will you hit the stage lights? The Browns will lead us in silent night.
says in Matthew that this gift of salvation within us is light. Not only is Jesus the light that's come into the world, but he gives that light to us. And he wants us to shine for other people. He says, therefore, let your light shine before men so that they would see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. As we go forward this Christmas, I want to remind us that we want to be light as well as receiving the light. That we want to receive this good salvation from heaven, Jesus. And then we want to share it in the joy of our lives. We want to share it by living justly. We want to share it by loving mercy, by helping those around us, by in both word and deed reflecting the goodness of God. That we would do things well, that we would love people well, and that we would speak of his love as well. If you will very carefully stand, very carefully stand, we're going to blow out the lights and turn on all the house lights as we celebrate with one final song, Joy to the World. So carefully put your hand over it so you don't spatter wax on everybody. Okay, blow it out. We'll sing Joy to the World.
would understand that Jesus is the ultimate gift, that he gave his life to save you, that you cannot save yourself. I would love to talk to you about that after the service. I'm sure your friends or family members that brought you tonight or came with you would love to hear about that as well. If you are starting to believe that he is enough, that he is the ultimate gift, share that with someone. Uh, express that to someone next to you. Tell that to me after the service. We would love to hear about it. God bless you guys. May you let your light shine before men so that they can see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. God bless you. You're dismissed. Merry Christmas.